it from different sides. Welcome. We have folks from all of our sites, our Edgewater site, Hyde Park, uh, West, and Wicker Park. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I said, yeah, Hyde Park, yes. <laughs> um, our scripture today comes from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 3 through 8. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confidence, hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to dis disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. The word of God for the people of God. Good morning, Urban Village. Good morning. I feel like I almost need to introduce myself all over again. So I'm Pamela Lightsey. I'm a native of West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm a queer lesbian ordained in the United Methodist Church, a Christian, a crazy kind of Christian for some people. I'm this kind of Christian who just believes that God shows up just at the right time. And because I'm from Florida, I had some challenges in my mind about the weather today. <laughs> so I did one of these crazy Christian things, not unusual. I prayed that God would do something about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> and God has heretofore <laughs> showed up and fixed it for us. And isn't that just like God? <laughs> that when you need God the most, that God can just step right in just in the nick of time. This is perhaps why I like the text that was read for today, because it has a whole lot of God showing up. But it's also a text that, uh, that demonstrates um, how God shows up in times of trial. Now, the early church in Rome, Paul was writing to the, to the Roman church. He was writing to, these are first century Christians. And Paul was writing to the early church in Rome from his place in Corinth. And he was writing to the early church in Rome because wouldn't you know it, there was some division going on in the church. <laughs> there was some tension going on in the church. There was tension between Jewish Christians and tensions between Christians who were Gentiles. The Jewish Christians, and this is the, the, this is the time of the second temple in Jerusalem. The, the uh, Jewish Christians had been expelled from the city because of rioting. 
and they had been allowed to return to the city by Emperor Nero. And the Gentile Christians who had remained, them and the Jewish Christians trying to work together, trying to live together as Christians. This is the very early church. This is the first century of the early church. We're trying to determine, even Paul was trying to, to work out and determine how is it that we will work together with our rituals, with our understanding of God, with our own, uh, with our own culture. How will we come together? So this kind of coming together, this, this kind of having divisions, divisions in, this kind of suffering within the church is not new. It has been around in Christendom for quite some time. And Paul tries to talk to the church about suffering. And um, he begins to write to them and, and some, somewhat encourage them about sufferings. And say to, he wrote to the church and said to the church, as you heard, that there's something that happens for us when we suffer. That suffering works out something in us. Now, as a theologian, I, I have some challenges with them, with this, because, uh, you know, I, I'm always going to problematize redemptive suffering. Because redemptive suffering is a problem for oppressed people. This, if you, if you suffer now, God will give you a crown in the by and by, just some work for me. <laughs> but what Paul does in this letter is that he roots suffering in a type of hope, in a type of hope that is even illogical. Now, let me share with you something. As I look at our world today, maybe you're like me. As I look at our world today and I look at the suffering, seen and unseen, you don't know when a crisis is going to happen. You know, you, things are going well in your life and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in the midst of trouble. Have you ever had that happen to you? I'm a Southern preacher too, so amen is okay with me. All right. All right. You, you ever had one of those moments that just knocks you off your feet? Like, I didn't see this coming. Right. I wasn't prepared for this. Well, this is what Paul is trying to, 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 to kind of work through, even those times where you, that you didn't see coming. He is rooting this epistle, at least this portion of the, of the epistle, in a kind of hope that's illogical. And he says, and he says to, to, the, to, the, to the church that, you know, we have this, this hope in, in, in God. And um, if he had just stay with this kind of hope that kind of works things out, I would have had a problem with it. And let me tell you why I would have had a problem if Paul would not have worked this text through. Because I know and you know that as deep as our hope may be in God, as deep as our faith may be in God, there are times when even hope, our hope is not realized. You ever hope for a job and then get the job? You ever had a loved one let you down where you didn't, where you placed your hope in them? You, you, ever, you ever look for, you know, you thought you were going to get a check and you didn't get that check? You know, you ever, you know, you ever were just really, really disappointed in the circumstances of life. Stuff happens 
weapons. So if Paul had just said, you know, you know, if we just, if, if we suffer, we have our hope in God, all is going to be all right. I would have probably said, Paul, you're full of. <laughs> but Paul did not stay there, friends. Where Paul ends up is extremely critical for our day and time, and it's very important for us as Christians because he writes this, these words that we have this hope because God loves us so deeply. He roots the hope in our eternal God. Not only does he root the hope in God, but he has these words. And these are the words that I just want to hang on to for, for, for the bit of time. This is this little bit of time. He says, when we were utterly helpless, when we were utterly helpless, utterly helpless, and I've been at those points in my life, where I felt utterly helpless, where I felt like things were totally out of my control, totally, in, in fact, I, you know, you know I, I've been that way this week. And sometimes things do get out of your control. Things are out of your hands. We are utterly helpless. But Paul says this, when we were utterly helpless, God sent Jesus, hallelujah. Utterly helpless, God sent Jesus who loves us. Now, why is that important? Because even if I don't see God working things out, the fact that God has sent Jesus lets me know that God is in the mix. And even if I don't see what God is working out, even if I don't see the end goal, even if I don't see God, even if I don't see it accomplished right now, because God is in the mix through Jesus Christ, we can have this assurance. And in my context, in black church context, we had this saying, God may not come when you want God. But God is always right on time. Amen. God may not come when you want God. But God is in the background, in the mix. God is fixing it. And it may not be the way that you want it. It may not be the job. I've watched that with my own family, praying for family members who wanted particular jobs only not to get the job and then they get another job and the job they wanted ended up closing down and I have to say to them darling you are blessed that you did not get that job or they know about particular people on the job and I say you know God is providential God is providential as a Christian as a believer no matter the no matter the crises no matter the problem even when i feel ashamed to have hope i still have hope even when the christian bigots 
make me almost ashamed to walk out in public and call myself a Christian because God has sent Jesus. And because my faith tells me that God is working something out that I know not of, then I'm able to stay rooted and have this belief that after a while, by and by, God is going to fix it. For when we were utterly helpless, friends, God sent Jesus. When we were at our wit's ends, friends, God sent Jesus. When we did not know the next place to go, the next direction, God sent Jesus. And I'll end with this. God sends Jesus very often through the love and the care of others. So if you're looking for some out of the way, cosmic, mysterious intervention, you don't have to look far. You can just look to one another, to the Christ Hey, <laughs> to the Christ that's in you. I see Jesus in you. I see the love of Jesus in you. Hallelujah. And I see the love of Jesus in you. And that love of Jesus in you is so big and so rich and so deep. That even when I feel at my worst, right. even when I feel utterly helpless, right. I can look at you and see God's love in you and feel God's love through you. Amen. And it picks me up. Oh, yeah. And it gives me the strength to go on another day. Yeah. And it lets me know, because of you, that God loves me. Amen. May we all feel that love today. Amen. May we all see that love today Amen. as we share here on this property and near this beach with one another the love of God heart to heart Amen. and breast to breast amen. may it be so amen. tell God thank you amen. and amen Okay, so I think I'm supposed to do something here. <laughs> Other than preach. I'm supposed